Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't. And it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Oh God, Vince. No. Oh no. Oh God. Oh God. There's no gravity here. Oh wow. I guess we are, we're in a different... Uh, We're in space. You can say it. Okay. I'm in space. Oh, I need... Oh, careful, careful. You don't want to touch that dust. Oh, oh God. That is very dusty. And now you're dead. Oh, God. Turned out that space dust was poisonous. Space dust? Yeah, that's what you touched. Oh! And as luck would have it, it's what we're drinking. <laughs> we went from zombie dust to space dust. How about that? Yeah, all that? kinds of dust. We're just dusting it up. Yeah. You can call me a real dust buster. Well, I'll tell you what, we're not dusting. My apartment. <laughs> we can save that topic for another day. but uh, That's right. We're drinking uh, space dust from the great people at Elysian Brewing. Vince, this is our first Washington beer. Yeah, which is a little shocking. It is kind of shocking, but we've been very selective about our Pacific Northwest brews, I think. We've pretty much stuck to Portland. <laughs> uh, Oregon, yes, Oregon, Washington. Yeah. We've done you know some Northern California, but uh, this is a big one. This this beer has no pun intended taken off. Yeah, it's one that I actually have recognized, and it's kind of much the same vein as some Bell's products. Yeah, and folks, if you're at home, I apologize for any delay. You are your Spotify is just fine. I am not. <laughs> Okay. So we're going to have an interesting episode, I'll tell you what. Wow. I I can't wait. Um, yeah. Uh, let me let me give this a quick rundown. So this is an IPA, 8.2% heavy guy. Yeah. Heavy that's one. a that's a beast of an IPA, right? Yeah, it's, you know, IPAs are typically a little higher end, but this this is like this is a lot to ask. What would you say a typical IPA percentage is between Five and six. Really? Okay, maybe, I was maybe. gonna say six and seven. Well, I mean, yeah. Either way, it's like basically you've got your your light domestic lagers, then your next step up is IPA. But like, this is more like getting to like stout territory. In my yeah, get, once you get above eight, you start to lose a little bit of that traditional. I mean, in IPA a way, it's kind of like losing a little bit of gravity. It sure is. Yeah, space bound Eminem. How many other uh, jokes can we make about that? Bam. Um, so this was first brewed in 2012 as a one-off at uh, the Innervation Brewery Elysian Fields. Which, honestly, it sounds like one of those futuristic societies, Elysian Fields. Like, yeah. Does, it's a, it sounds like what they would name... Did you Do you remember that... I think it was called Shrinking, the Matt Damon vehicle. No, uh, not Shrinking. Downsizing. Downsizing, yes. Well, I was thinking of a different Matt Damon vehicle, Elysium. Ah, uh, that might be why he I was Matt a, Damon. a futuristic like movie where he was killing guys. Uh, we're getting off topic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, it's a very hefty IPA from Elysian Brewing, based in Seattle, Washington. Um, it was a spontaneously thrown together beer that balances... Grapefruit, mango, orange aromas. It's super bitter, super hoppy, but also kind of sweet, which I, I do agree with that. I mean, I've had this before, 
Vince, I actually been to Elysian Brewing in downtown Seattle. Okay. There's a there's a location right by Pike Place Market. Yeah. Which is where they throw the fish and, and do all they that have the shit. Gum wall, not too far from there, right? Yeah, that's right. If you want to <clears throat> touch used gum, uh, they have a whole shrine for that. It's very uh, <laughs> it's very Pataki style. I'm thinking. Helga, you guys know nice. That one. Hey Arnold, what yeah. a reference! It's been a minute. <laughs> you guys weren't expecting hey. some Hey Arnold shit going on here. Um, but Vince, why don't you tell us a little bit about Elysian Brewing as a as a big big boy? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because they don't have a whole lot to say about themselves. Basically, open doors in '96. Bold art and music define Seattle. Last 25 years, we've carried that spirit in our beer, shaking up classic styles, yeah. using unusual ingredients, learning from experimentation. I think it's mentioned, but you know, the reason it's space dust is they sprinkled in some leftover galaxy hop dust into the brew. That's right. Right, but I mean. That's all they have to say about themselves. It's not a whole lot. Come chase down the rabbit hole with us. It's very, very grunge Seattle. Well, you are. You're leaving out a couple big things. Um, they opened up a brew pub at the local GameWorks arcade. GameWorks, which is pretty much like Dave and Buster's. Okay. But it was. It's actually big in the Chicago burbs. My brother had a birthday party there, and uh, they also opened. Up near CenturyLink Field, aka the Seahawks Stadium. Yep. So they're this is like a through and through Seattle product. It really is. You're absolutely right about that. And that's what's interesting is this is all information that other people have put out there. What they have to say about themselves, it's very like yeah. they're they're cultivating this attitude that's very Seattle, in my opinion, which is like you know, I'm going to put as little as I can out there, and you either like it or you don't, you know? And, and then we've got to go back and find a little bit more. So one thing that I've heard from many people who have moved to Seattle is that it's incredibly hard to make friends there. It's not like a Midwest-friendly <laughs> place. I actually know this from someone who's a native Seattle person. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's a thing. This is a Seattle attitude. A, yeah. It's very specific to them. So it makes sense that they wouldn't publicize themselves but they're big deal and i think when is it in 2015 they got sold to anheuser-busch which is why we have it we know it it's a little bit like bells to the point uh where we're getting it way out of market Um, i will give a quick shout out to my buddy jack maluli who works for anheuser-busch hey knows a lot about beer um, would love to have him on the show one day. He actually used to live in Washington, and now he lives in Denver. But uh, Jack, this is for you. I hope you listen to this one. And if you don't, I'll be talking to you. Let's crack. Let's crack it open. Let's crack on that. Cheers, Cheers Vince. Tom. We're doing this out of bottles, so yeah, I couldn't find it out of cans. Really, we're gonna be popping bottles. Another Eminem song. Bottles. All right. Hey, cheers. There you go. We're just going to get right into it. So, Vince, when was the first time you had this this beer? I think it might be now, honestly. You've never had it before? See, that's the problem, is I'm sure I've had it on tap somewhere, but I'm sure it was, like, at a Durno's at, like, 3.55 yeah. a.m., and I was like, yeah, I don't know, why not? This um, would be a weird beer to order at, at 3.55 a.m., just throwing I'm sorry, out. what are you doing that's not weird at 3.55 a.m.? Like, what? there's no reason Going to be Going to the out. airport? That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I 
I can't remember when I first had this, but the last time I had it was at a rehearsal dinner in St. Louis. I was looking at the smorgasbord of options that were mostly AB InBev products, and then I saw this, ordered it, thinking like, oh, I'm going like off the typical menu. Little did I realize that this was owned by AP InBev as well. Was that Jack Maluli's wedding? No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was my friend Andrew's wedding. Nice. Um, and that was the only one. It was one and done after that. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to stick to the classics, but I went to one of their breweries in Seattle. Uh, we took a boys trip out there. Um, we called out, we called ourselves the bouncy boys after this trip. I won't get into why we, we called ourselves that right now, but, but shout out to the bouncy boys. I hope you're listening. I will, I will say that we made shirts beforehand that had the, uh, sleepless in Seattle, uh, logo on the shirt. Okay. Um, and we had superimposed our friend Ned's face on the shirt. Nice. And we also went to a Mariners game and pretended that it was Ned's birthday. So we put his name up the Jumbotron. <laughs> and it said, happy birthday, Ned. It was not his birthday. And yeah, we just basically were very, very silly the whole weekend. I love Seattle. I think it's a great city to visit. It's really, really pretty. It's a lot like San Francisco. It's like super hilly and yeah. spacious and outdoorsy. That was also the first place I ever did edibles at. So Ooh. a lot of fond memories of that experience. Yeah, that'll do it. And yeah, it was just a it was just a beautiful time. And you know, I think about that whenever I see this beer on the shelf. All right, let's dive in here. I'm gonna take another sip. You can taste all 8.2 percent of it. It is not subtle in your mouth. It is there. It is good. There's a lot of nice hop flavor profile in it, but I'm gonna be a little hard on the city of Seattle for a second here, and then hopefully we'll soften up, and this beer, because I think this beer is probably as Seattle as it gets. In my personal opinion, Seattle thinks it is something that it is not. It thinks it is this counterculture, like below deck, whole subsection of everything and it's at the end of the day you hit it on the head it's pretty much like san francisco it's a rainy san francisco is what it is right so when i'm looking at elysian space dust here yeah on its head that looks great but it's very seattle notice notice that when they talk about themselves they don't mention that they're any part of AB InBev. They're still out here trying to create this countercurrent. It's us against the man. You either like what we do or you don't. It doesn't affect us, which guess what? It does. But that is the most Seattle thing I have ever heard. You're right. Beautiful town. Great food there. But I can't get past and call me, call me a fan of the movie Draft Day because this is pretty much exactly like when he said, Oh, who went to his birthday party? You got a quarterback and four friends went to his birthday party? That doesn't sound right. I'm calling bullshit on you, Seattle. I don't think you're as cool as you think you are. And I think you're just as willing to sell out as the rest of us, but you won't admit it. God forbid you won't admit it. Okay. I hear you. I hear you and I accept all that. 
with the exception of the Seattle Sounders, I think they're a very genuine fan base, and I think that they make oh, soccer God. very fun. I don't want to get into Seahawks and Mariners fans. I'm not getting into Seahawks and Mariners. I'm talking very okay. specifically about the MLS. They were the first people to really embrace it. And God bless them, because it takes a lot to embrace soccer in this country. Someone has to bless them. It's not going to be us. So, Vince, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I want to use a different way to get to a similar point. Sure. I start with my my guy Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Now Jimi Hendrix is from Seattle. He is. He's a god in Seattle. Oh yeah. No idea. Sean Kemp's a god in Seattle too. So you know. Well, one of them is alive. Um, Uh, Barely. (laughs) But Jimi Hendrix, you know, he is like a Seattle icon. Everybody raves about um, about him there. They have this pop culture museum that's very cool that sort of encapsulates not only like his contributions, but like Nirvana and grunge that kind of started in Seattle. We've briefly talked about that in the past. But the thing is, most of Jimmy's uh, music career did not take place in Seattle. Okay. He, he blew up in London and in Europe. Makes sense. When he was really like appreciated. And when he came back to America... He was touring so frequently that like, by the time he got to Seattle, he was so big that people didn't even realize that he had, was from there. Didn't, he died in another country. So like, I think that what this beer is, is it's similar to like a, what a lot of Seattle people are like. They, they grow up in Seattle and then they either decide, I'm going to stay here and be, you know, a local. And be a dick. And be a dick. Or I'm going to go elsewhere and I'm going to just pretend like I was not from this place. Oh, to interesting. With. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of seeing this play out with Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson, his whole career was in Seattle. He decides, I'm too big for this town. I don't need to be here. I need to be somewhere else. Goes to Denver, completely fucking flops. Now, I'm not saying that this is flopping, I'm but, enjoying it. I want to make yeah. it clear that I'm enjoying it. I guess I'm just like embarrassing about Seattle. My roundabout way it, it is saying like, yes, I think Seattle's got a little too big for its britches. I think I'm I think say you're that. right. I think you're right. So if I'm going pop culture on this, I like that you took a Jimi Hendrix angle. Seattle in general, we've talked a little bit about the Pacific Northwest and its influence on some movies and how it's used as a crutch occasionally. Yeah. This is a lot for me. It's a lot, but it's a lot of the things that I like coming from a place that I don't particularly like very much. I want to go on the record. I do like Seattle, but yeah. I've been to Seattle. I've been there for work. And you know what? I probably would go again and I'd probably enjoy myself. But like, it's just, it's done too much damage and I'm too drunk right now to give it any credit. Okay. Is where I'm at. So, do you, want to, do you want to try this out of the glass before you? Yeah, make let's your try final it out of the point? glass. It's yeah. not going to make a difference. Oh, I wow. hope you're going where I think you're going. It's super nice. I, to be honest, I don't even know where I'm going, Tom. So this is going to be fascinating. Okay, buckle up. Well, just let me know if you need me to jump in because I've, <laughs> I've got. Okay, I've got something. So if you've got something, I want you to go because it's going to take me a minute to find it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're drinking. A beer called Space Dust. And space just so happens to be one of my greatest fascinations in life. You know, when I was uh, 
When I was in kindergarten, my teacher identified me as a gifted student. This sounds like sarcasm. It's not. And she asked me to do a project, and I said, I'd like to do a project on the planet Saturn. Okay. So I thought we were going the same place. We're not. And I've been obsessed with space my whole life, essentially. I'm really into that, not only as just a topic, but as a genre in films. Like if If it's set in space... I'm immediately a lot more interested. And I actually want to compare this to, guess what? Interstellar. Wow, okay. I'm ready to go there if you are, but... I'm not going to go there because I like all the people involved in... <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you about to say that you don't like Interstellar? No, no, no. Because no, I'm going to no, be no, upset no, 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 if you... No, I was going to say, I like Interstellar. It's a lot of the stuff that I like. It's just coming from people that I also like, Right. And I'm trying to think of something that's coming from like a people that probably very wrongly. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit it on this. I'm, I'm being prejudiced against you know Seattle and Seattleites. What are, yeah. what are you guys even? Are you Seattleites? Satellites? Satellites? Seattleites? Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The last thing that I saw that was a lot of stuff I liked, but came from some people I didn't like very much. Was the, the Martian? God damn it! <laughs> and I thought that's film. where you were going. Yeah, space. I love space. I don't think I've seen like a space film where I've not been at least transported and my imagination has been captured. Okay, but let's talk about that. So the Martian, in my mind, is a more like generically crowd pleasing film set in space. Had a lot of things that I liked. Right, a fight for survival. Someone who you know, has to think on their feet and has limited resources yeah. and has to get out of there while still like, you know, keeping hope alive and he's in he's in space. Somehow a time to rattle off jokes during all this. Right. I don't love that. Mostly yeah. I'm what I'm kinda like centering on is Matt Damon because it's gotten to a point yeah. where I don't like him anymore. And I don't have a good reason for not liking him. He's literally the Seattle of acting for me. <laughs> it's just something I have decided. I don't like him and anymore. And we've talked about this on the show. Yes, I don't. I don't like him anymore. But he was a part of a movie that had all the things I liked. So I watched it. And you know what? Yeah. I liked the movie. Sue me. I'll sue myself. I like The Martian as well. But when I think about that genre, like The Martian is in a category where it's like, that was a good, enjoyable film. Interstellar is like an all-time great cinematic achievement. And it is just on a level that's so much grander than a lot of the other space fair. It's like, in my mind, it's pretty much 2001, uh, A Space Odyssey, and then Interstellar. Honestly, I won't even argue with you. Like, I, I have nothing to argue with that. I thought Interstellar was a masterpiece. I thought it was fantastic. Honestly, a lot of people complained about the fact that it was dead silent and then it was way too loud. That's what it's like in space. Right. That's brilliant that he did that. And I, I can't believe you're resisting doing a Michael Caine impression as we sit here. I'm, I'm far past the point of any impression. <laughs> I, I, give me an impression to do and I'll try it. It's not going to go well. I you, promise we, you we that. I'm not going to force go you ahead. onto that. No, but, no, 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 no. Throw one out. Um, Let's hear it. Yeah, all right, why don't you give me Michael Michael Caine um, in The Martian if he was Matt Damon's character? Can you give me one of those? It's been a while since I've seen The Martian, but so I'm going to take some liberties. Yeah. But. 
It's been 17 days since I've been stranded on this godforsaken red planet. I've decided that I will not die here. I will make it to be back on Earth and start in Christopher Nolan's next most very confusing movie where I just repeat what I'm supposed to say and I don't even know what's going on. That was pretty good for on the spot. Thank you. I'm, you should do improv comedy. I'll be honest. I'm very upset right now uh, that I've even had to talk about Matt Damon. It's not like it's okay. Well, I, guys, we've <laughs> I, you got to understand. For those of you who don't know, we don't do this every Friday. What we do is we batch some episodes together, and we've had a particularly heavy rotation here. This is a, a deep one for me, and. Uh, Okay, well, why don't you just send it my way? Give me something that I can do. Okay, so here's here's the question for me, from you, from me to you. <laughs> help me to help you. Help me to help you. Are you saying that Space Dust is a masterpiece? No, I'm not saying Space Dust is a masterpiece. So here's, pull it back for me. So to me, Space Dust is Ad Astra. I, you haven't seen Ad Astra? No. Okay. That's not the one where Adrian Brody tries to bang something he made, right? <laughs> no, Dead Splice. Whatever. It's the same thing. It's totally not even close to the same What's thing. What's that? Astra? Okay. I'm sorry. That's the one Astra? where Brad Pitt um, goes to space to basically save his dad. Wait, I thought no, that I thought that was Gravity. No, Gravity George is Clooney. George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that was the 2013. Man, you're really mixing up your space. I'm stuff. having a tough time right now. <laughs> And no. I apologize. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining for everyone who's listening. <laughs> if you like Seattle and space, boy, you're in for. You are not going to be happy. This is like there was one time um, in 2016 the Bengals uh, lost a playoff game to the Steelers on the same day that uh, David Bowie died, and someone made a Bengals account or someone made a Twitter account that said Bengals and Bowie, and was like. Friday, can't wait for the weekend. <laughs> Monday, oh my god! <laughs> it's one of these like really specific Twitter jokes. Um, no, if I was to really compare this to a movie, space or not, um, and to somehow tie this all together, I will. I will find a way to do it. I would compare it to the movie Ford vs Ferrari. Oh, okay. Okay. Why, so, God, why are we... I know, Matt, Matt Damon again. Just let whatever. me finish. I saw it and I was impressed by him. So... Which it's, I hate to say. It's a very good movie that's like loosely based on a true story. It's got good acting. It's uh, well-directed. It's a gripping story. I enjoyed it. Um, am I going to be thinking about it for the rest of my life? Probably not. But if I see it... You know, on Hulu, if I see it on HBO Max, wherever it is popping around, on TNT, on TNT, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in for a little bit. Sure. And that's kind of how I feel about Space Dust. You know, I happened to be at my buddy's rehearsal dinner. I was thrilled to celebrate his future marriage, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna start my night with the Space Dust. And when I'm in Seattle, and I'm trying to get that, you know, not Rocky Mountain High, that Mount Olympia High. Yeah. I'll do a space dust. I don't think that it reaches the epic heights of an interstellar, but I love right, the space and theme. Does the Martian, right? I love the space theme. I think it's cool, and I think that it is a worthwhile. It's a worthwhile craft beer, especially when you consider that it's owned by 
the ultimate macro brewery. Right. And I think we need to do an investigation ourselves here into what that actually means because um, it does seem like Elysian would maintain some semblance of control over quality, right? At the very least. Of course, yeah. Especially because they're from Seattle. But, you know, I, overall, I think everybody has heard me rag a little bit on Seattle and a little bit on Matt Damon. And you're going to be, you know, just as you're going to be upset to know that The Departed is one of yeah. my favorite films, you're going to probably be a little surprised to hear the ranking I give this. My ranking for this, I'm going to give this a 3.75 out of 5, Toms. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go higher, which is shocking. You know what? I'm going I'm to just give it a full 4. I, I think I gave it a 4 when I rated this on Untapped. So I'm going to test myself. Um, you're going to go higher than a 4? Is that what you're telling me right now? No, no, no. I was going to go higher than a 3.75. I was going to stop at 4. Okay, yeah, so you're four, also giving it a 4. 4, four vinces out of 5 vinces. It's a lot of the stuff I like. It's good. I'm having a good time. Uh, truthfully, there is a scenario where I take this and I have no idea where it comes from and I go off on my merry way. But I am unfortunately letting a little bit of my frustration with Seattle because it's not even hatred. It's just frustration. Like, I don't understand that. I feel like a lot of this is like coming from a place you don't even know where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I know. I got to work through It's almost things. like you need to I go got, to therapy. Yeah, I want to go to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to talk about? Are you having anxiety? No, I just hate Seattle. I'd love to know why. <laughs> Can you help me? I had one work trip there and it's like, fuck. I had four work trips place. there and I had a great time. By the way, I just checked myself and I did give this a four and untapped Heck previously. Yeah. So I'm coming back to where I'm at. Um, it's a yeah. good beer. You won't be disappointed if you have it. Just know, like, in the same way that when you buy a real diamond, you want to know that it's not a blood diamond. Just know that you, this is from Seattle. If you like Seattle, good for you. If you don't like Seattle, keep it in mind. I can't wait to talk to my friend who lives in Seattle. She's going to have a lot of comments on oh, this. Oh, yeah, sure. probably. Um, and if you have comments on this for us anywhere, uh, send them to Apple, Spotify, wherever you can subscribe, rate, and review us. You can also send them to Instagram and Twitter, yeah. where we're available and open for business, uh, metaphorically speaking. And you know what, Vince? I enjoyed this interstellar journey with you with Space Dust. Yeah, I had a good time too. Good, and we're gonna we're gonna sober you up so you don't have to uh, explain everything to our audience. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze. We'll see you in Seattle. Uh, I don't think I'll be there. <laughs> After your therapist session, we can get you there. Yeah, who's gonna pay for that? Because I'm not. Really.